Whosoever is delighted in solitude is either a wild beast or a god. Aristotle. Welcome back to Solitude, the companion podcast to the History Channel's epic solo adventure show, Alone. I'm Doc, and I'm joined by my co-host and novice Bushmaster, Jukebox. Today we're going to be talking about Season 7, Episode 8, titled Up in Smoke. Welcome back, Jukebox. Thanks for having me, Doc. Uh, I'm continually impressed with the nicknames you've given me. Uh, Your favorite Bushmaster's favorite Bushmaster... Um, that's me, Jukebox Reporting. Uh, excited to discuss this episode. I think a, a lot happened we weren't expecting, um, and also some surprises. So. Yeah. Last week we talked about how there's there was just four episodes left, and we had you know 60-plus days to get through and how it was going to happen, and I thought we'd cover a lot more ground in terms of days, but this episode just covered five days, but it was jam-packed. Not really, and I did make a mistake. I said some unexpected things and also some surprises, which would be both the same thing. Maybe I should have said some pleasant surprises, because I think there were some unpleasant things, and you know some contestants started to do better. Good distinction. Yeah. Good distinction. Thank you for the clarification there. So this covers uh, day 40 to day 44, just five days. And we see five of the six contestants. This time we did not see anything of Roland. Nothing from the big bowl. Nothing from the big bowl. And spoiler alert, two of the six tap out this week. Yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I'll say it three times so we can talk about it now. Okay. okay, so Zohan's gone, Mark, and No Bojo. No Bojo is a predictable, uh, uh, you know, concession to the uh, to the North Arctic, but Mark definitely a shocker there. It's a big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I'm going to say that Joe was a big surprise in terms of the progress that he made early in the episode. I, right. I thought I his, thought he had hit his second wind. And his attitude was great. I was like, man, this guy's just stubborn as a mule. He's not leaving. That's right. I, and he started to get some food, but we'll, we'll get into that a little we'll, bit later. We'll get into Let's it. not get, get ahead it. of ourselves here. So uh, before we get to our one-sentence summaries, I want to I want to go back and revisit our spoiler, or not our spoilers, our, uh, our bold predictions from last week and okay. see how we did. So. I think you had is your your big bold prediction that someone was going to get a bear. Yeah, I did. I think I said, I think I might have even stuck with Mark on that prediction. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I said there was a bear going down this week, and that did not happen. Did not happen. And my prediction was that we were going to see a huge turnaround in Joe's game. He was off the episode last week. We didn't see anything of him, and that we were going to come back, and he'd have. Uh, food hanging, he'd have uh, his shelter complete, and while I think that was somewhat accurate, we did see some progress from Joe, I did see food in his in his camp, and I did see progress on his shelter, it obviously did not work out how, how I thought it might work out. Right, definitely not. Alright, let's move forward to the uh, the one sentence summaries, we'll go in order of the, the way we saw the contestants. Okay. What do you have for Mark? For the Zohan Mark, I have, I'd rather not die and quit. Because, you know, Mark talks about how his mentality at the beginning was, I'd rather die than quit. And I think he started to realize, okay, I don't want to hurt myself out here, and I'm going to tap out. Yeah, yep, that's a good good quote. I have, uh, for mine, I've got everything you want, you already have. 
That's another great quote from the episode. Yeah, it, it kind of. I think it gets to the point of. Uh, I know he was feeling poorly physically, and we'll get to that. But he was also starting to think more about his son Max and kind of wanting all the things that he didn't have with him in the wild. But um, one of his quotes was that everything you want, you already have, and that's a, a great feeling to have. Uh, so everything that he was longing for and wanting, he already had that back at home. He's just a matter of getting back home, and I think that kind of showed his his eventual uh, tap-out uh, reason. Yeah, I mean, his it started to get kind of weird when he started talking about how he started to argue with himself and talking to himself, and he had almost like a... It kind of looked like an evil laugh or a grin, like the way he was kind of talking about things, and I was like, okay, this is not the survival attitude we've seen from him you know so i kind of felt something was up yeah yeah and he just to, to go back to the way they ended the episode last time with his shelter on fire you know as i as i had kind of predicted his shelter did not burn down he was able to scoop the burning stuff off the top and kind of throw it to the side and that's what the the show was hyping up with the the big flames at the end of the episode yeah he did have a plan in place there it wasn't just we, we did speculate, oh, he probably has a plan what he would do if that mm-hmm. happened, and he did. Yeah. And so he really started feeling the, the uh, not just the mental effects, but also the physical effects. F- physical effects. He said he was hungry all the time. He was eating all the time, and he was still hungry. And we find out at the end of the episode in the, the Colby Donaldson after show comments that he actually was sick. In fact, they, his evac didn't end with him just being, you know, brought back to civilization by the boat and whatever airplane he had to go through a hospital stay and they said that his heart was in the shape of an 87 year old who had just had a heart attack yeah that's not good i think it was the after effects of trichinosis okay wow he uh also some important i shall say that for the moments you may have missed later on but um i think the hard thing for mark that we've also seen with other contestants um like uh not keith timon joel Mm -hmm. when they tap out i feel like a lot of these uh not a lot of these contestants but if you haven't pushed your body to something familiar like that it it, the uncomfortable and unfamiliar starts to really weigh on your mind especially you know Mm because you're thinking to yourself I've never been through this. I don't know if this is a normal response my body's having. Mm-hmm. And so you have that mentality of better safe than sorry if I can tap out right. and be healthy. Whereas, like, I mean, we're going to talk about her later on, but Callie, you know, she's used to just living around out in nature all the time. You know, this is not as unfamiliar to her as it is other contestants. Yeah, going back to Joel and Mark and even Joe this week I think all three of them mentioned in their their kind of tap out process that uh, they were worried about damaging themselves long term and were you know, better better safe than sorry that they were appreciative for the experience but they didn't want to push themselves to 100 days if it meant that they were going to be uh, permanently or, or long term uh, injured from this right and you know, we were talking about, we've discussed on this show previously about how age plays a factor with these contestants, you know? And Joe and Mark and even Joel, I mean, fairly young guys, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. With a lot to go home to. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not something, not that Roland doesn't have a lot to go home to, you know, but I feel like Roland is, has lived out more of that excitement already and maybe thinks, okay, 
you know, this hundred days will be extremely worthwhile to me to get this money. Mm-hmm. You know, not that not that all of these contestants would appreciate a million dollars. Obviously, who wouldn't? But I'm saying, you you kind of know what I'm saying, right? Just his, his perspective is a lot different than those guys. Yeah, I think with the temptation of the tap out button, if you have any longing, any temptation to go home for any reason whatsoever, and it starts getting very difficult out there, and you start feeling poorly. You know that that temptation is just too great with that with that button sitting there available at any time to push. Right. All right. Hey, let's move on to Joe. What do you have for Joe? Joe, I got a good sentence for Joe. Did not make it to the needed broom phase of his shelter because Joe did want to be the first shelter on a loan to require a broom. Um, he made that very clear this episode, and unfortunately for all of us, he did not make it to that phase. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very good sentence there. I like that. I have for my sentence for Joe, catching food, but he hears the wolves. Yeah, Joe, uh, you know, for maybe our first-time listeners, if you just tuned into the show, Joe is the only contestant on this season who does not have a bow. Uh, so, in other words, you do not... If you're Joe, you do not want to hear the wolves. Out of all the people that could possibly hear the wolves, Joe, no bow Joe is the worst. Yeah. And I think, you know, he, he does say, like like I had said earlier, that, you know, he wants he wants he tapped out because he doesn't want to risk long term injury. His body is not getting the fuel that it needs. He wants to feel like he's a hundred percent him and he just was not feeling that in that situation. He'd been torn down kind of physically after forty plus days out there. But I think it's interesting that he seemed to be on the up. He was catching rabbits. He was making progress on his shelter. His attitude seemed to be better. And all of a sudden, they show him listening. What was that noise? And he listens and he hears the wolves howling. And he even says that, you know, I don't have a bow. It would be very difficult to take down uh, a wolf without without a bow if it came to that. And, right. And so I think... It was interesting that after he hears the wolves, the next thing you know, we see the boat coming in. Yeah. And so I... I, I but they kind of played... The producers kind of played a trick on us because it was like, who's the boat going to? They did. Because we didn't know if it was Kylan, if it was Mark, if it was Joe. Um, but, you know, even though Joe is gone after, what, 42 days, 43 days, mm-hmm. I really appreciate his experience on the show. You know? I feel like you too often see these people like... Who are really doing well out there, you know? But I I hold steady in my belief that Joe really gave it everything he had out there. He really survived. Like, he, there was not a lot of glory in his survival. He was kind of just living the best he could. He did. I, it's, it's even more impressive that he didn't have a bow. He was one, the one guy out of ten that didn't have a bow, and he lasted 40-plus days out there. I mean, how many episodes in a row have we been speculating he's probably going to go? And he's been hanging around until yeah. episode eight of the series. Yeah, here's my bold prediction that we'll, we'll never find an answer for, but my bold prediction is, is if he had not heard the wolves, he'd still be out there. Wow, that's a revisionist <laughs> history. I don't know that's about right. that. We'll see. <laughs> All right, on to Amos. Amos. Okay, I got a good one for Amos. Bunny busters and home protection spears. Nice. Sounds like an advertisement for uh, you know home security. Yeah, I don't know. I, he could brand that. Take my money, Amos. But that's my sentence. What about you? Very good. I've got Caveman TV and The Fox. Caveman TV. That was in my moments you may have missed. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. 
he got he's got his camera on. He says, "All right, enjoy Caveman TV as I'm making a spear here." You know, it's very it's it's high it's uh, what do you say top notch programming or something like that. Yeah, I, you know that's a reason why I still have a most high in my power rankings, even though I only have four left. But mm-hmm. um, he's thinking a little bit unorthodox compared to the other contestants. You know, mm-hmm. he says, "I already have a bow, but I'm going to make this spear in case something tries to come into my shelter." You know, mm-hmm. this is a a last line of defense type of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how close he's been in contact with predators who are going to actually enter a shelter dangerously, but eh. yeah, he had a pretty interesting moment where it's nighttime and he has set his first snare, which I thought thought was pretty amazing. That here we are, forty plus days, he's been relying on the fish, and he sets his first snare and he catches a rabbit in, and he hears the rabbit in the middle of the night. Right, it was, it was a race between him and the uh, fox to get out there. That's right. He had to go gather up that rabbit and club it and bring it back into the into the into the tent or into the shelter. But then the next day he cleans it, right? He processes it, and then a fox comes along. And so the, the whole deal about the uh, the reference to the fox in my sentence and and uh, the bunny buster, the bunny buster was that you know you're not allowed to to hunt the foxes. So he uses a bunny buster arrow, which is an arrow, I guess, without a tip on it, just a blunt yeah. edge there, right? And and he he nails that fox who had no fear of him whatsoever. No, and I don't I don't know what's a typical fox reaction to humans though. You know, I've I've never encountered one myself, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, that fox was very comfortable, kind of like a little playful dog running around close to Almos. Uh, He uh, Also, we've seen a couple instances now of predators in the night taking advantage of food or at least trying to. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's going to be the final – it's already been the final straw for Joel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wonder if it's going to, you know, pose a real threat to any of our contestants in the future. Yeah, and I thought Almos made a a revealing statement in this episode. He says – uh, after the whole encounter with the fox, or maybe it was during the encounter, he says a hundred days is a long time to try and survive among all these animals. And I wonder if that is, uh, you know, this is the first kind of any real doubt that we've heard from Amos. Yeah, he also had another quote to speak on that, and it said, uh, more food, more days here. Um, and so I don't know if that's maybe necessarily a doubt Amos has, but I feel like he, out of all the contestants, is the biggest realist maybe or as in like in touch with the natural world mm-hmm. you know kind of like it's not a matter of my will as much as it is more of me surviving like the rest of these animals out there right you know it's it's not like a he's a very uh humble and has a lot of humility you know he's kind of like i'm just a moving piece out here too mm-hmm. so we'll see okay all right fair enough all right next up is cali what do you have for cali for Cali, let me pull it up. Uh, after my sentence, I'm going to hit you with a little another little thing here, too. Okay. For Cali, staying in tune with nature and ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, Cali, the clay pots, Gumby, that's her nickname. I'm proposing a new nickname here to finish out the season. I don't know your thoughts on this, but a lot of talk recently from Cali about ancestors, ancestors, ancestors. Mm-hmm. And you know what it reminded me of? The Disney movie Mulan, where Mushu, the dragon, is talking to all the ancestors in the uh, in that I don't know what it was, but you know, do you know what the scene I'm talking about? Yes, yes. So I'm proposing a new nickname for Cali. We can call her Mulan. Yes, I I, I accept that. Um, 
I also had down that you know there's a lot of time spent talking to the ancestors, a lot of focus on the ancestors. Yeah. My sentence for her is actually just two words: going deep. Going deep. Going deep. She, Explain. She mentions that in her comments um, on the on this episode, where she is really uh, hitting her stride out there. She's very comfortable. She is. Uh, Unlike some of the other contestants, she's not worried about being alone. She's very comfortable with that, and she talks about going deep, meaning, I think, lasting a long time out there. Yeah. And so her mentality is is locked in, and it's very impressive. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of funny. I see her as the... It's hard to call her the foil of Roland, but I feel like Roland is very much an, uh, an aggressive survivalist as far as, like, this needs to get done. I'm going to get it done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be here 100 days. And Callie's kind of like, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable out here. I'm going to stay here. I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and Roland would just be like, aren't you going to tap out already? I, I, I need to win this. I'm the big bull. And Callie's like, well, I don't right. don't have a lot going on out outside of this. So mm-hmm. I'll stay out here until I win. You know? And it's almost like you know the others are thinking about folks who folks in their lives who are out there wondering how they're doing and and they're missing them and there's that pull back to them and Callie very important all this talk about the ancestors um, you know she wants to do this for the ancestors she's she's saying that our ancestors live like this yep and so there's there was no no tap out button they they had to exist and find a way to do it and that's what I'm gonna do and so her focus is not so much on the living as much as it is the ancestors I think it also gives her a little bit of confidence because when she talks a lot about in this episode is our ancestors my ancestors had to do this mm-hmm. every day you know this is how they lived and I think that she thinks um, not in a cocky way but a confidence of hey they did it. I can do it too. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not something that's impossible, um, which I think a hundred days is a daunting task. Uh, so, I think it's kind of a vote of confidence too. Yep. Okay. And the last contestant for this episode, Kylan. What do you have for Kylan? Stoicism and snares. Mm-hmm. That's my sentence. That's excellent. That's excellent. I have uh, hits a low, but rebounds with stoicism. Yep. Stoicism, a theme mm-hmm. for Kylan. Uh, Finally, things started to turn around. Almost like your Joe bold prediction happened for Kylan. Yeah. So. Yeah, she was heading down a path this episode where I thought, oh, this is it. She, oh, she, She's going to tap out. But she, I'm going to say she hit bottom and uh, kicked off with two feet and is heading back up. She was, she kind of gathered herself and went into this talk about stoicism and um, endurance and persisting and dealing with with her feelings and being stronger because of it. So, yeah, impressive episode for her. In fact, she caught three rabbits. Yep, three in a row. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to turning points. What do you have as your turning points there, jukebox? So I kind of lumped Mark and Joe tapping out as one. Okay. Um, my second is Kylan's rabbit luck. Okay. The catching three rabbits, mm-hmm. I feel like, was huge for her. Mm-hmm. And then one of my key moments, Amos and the Fox. Uh, I feel like that's going to pay dividends. You know, I think that his little intimidation with the fox is is going to help him in the long run, you know. Establishing himself as, this is my area, you know, you're mm-hmm. not to come in here. Because we've seen animals like the fox or the wolverine come in and, you know, mm-hmm. ruin some parties. So yeah, he better have his spear done because I'm not sure the bunny buster is going to work on the the wolves or the wolverine. No, definitely not. 
So for my turning points slash critical moments, I have a little something I talked about earlier. I say Joe Joe hears the wolves and realizes that without a bow, he doesn't have much of a chance against them. Yeah. He seemed to be on the upswing prior to that. And then next thing you know, like I said, tapping out. Um, my second has to do with Mark. I said that the shelter fire increased Mark's workload and his energy output. And he just couldn't keep it up. And he was just done with the suffering. Yeah. And we find out later on that... Also, uh, working against him was the fact that he had contracted trichinosis and was struggling against that as well. Right. And then my third critical moment uh, or turning point was Callie and the ancestors. I think just her, that revelation of where her focus is and where where she's spending her time thinking, I think... uh, portends uh, very well for her. I think it's it, it's going to help her go the distance. Right. I mean, it's just so tough to guess and estimate right now and predict because they still have 50-something days out there. This right. It's a long, a lot of things could happen in that time. Yeah. And like we said earlier, you know, any silly mistake or accident, just, just misfortune could really uh, change your game 180 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to moments you may have missed. You have something you want to rattle through? Yes, I do. Okay. First one. I don't know if our uh, listeners and viewers heard this one, but a Moses Jack Frost comment uh, about the snow. He said, a little Jack Frost out there going on. You know, I thought that was an interesting comment from a Moses. little personification of the environment out there? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, Joe's stretching at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. He's never done yoga before, but was talking about stretching and... Yeah. This and that. I like the fact that he said he's never done yoga before, but he's had some girlfriends who did yoga, so that's, right. that's where he learned it. Yeah, I guess that gives him the license to talk about it. Uh, we do find out this episode uh, definitively that contestants started at the end of September. I have that as well, yes. Okay, so that was a moment uh, our viewers may have missed. Um, Joe heard a wolf. Uh, Callie's interesting toothbrushing technique. Oh. Te- with the uh, the spruce, some green slime. Yeah, that was really attractive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then another incident with Callie, her porcupine hat. Mm-hmm. In honor of? In honor of? Halloween. Halloween, yeah. that's right. That's they start, right. They start at the end of September. They're 40 days in. This that's now, right. It's now Halloween. Her right. outdoor fire for Halloween also. Mm-hmm. Um, Celebrating the ancestors. Yeah, and then we also caught a glimpse of some lynx tracks. That's right. This episode. Yep. So. Okay. So I have for some of my moments, did you notice that the temperatures are now getting down into the teens? Yep. 14 degrees we 14 saw. 14 degrees. That'll put a little starch in your socks. Oh, yeah. Um, I also put in here that we're 40 days in and that was the first snare set by Amos. Like, wow. I mean, he was really relying on it's the one fish. one for one. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's an excellent percentage. So that's where you want to be. Yep. I uh, have on here that Mark, we find out that Mark had trichinosis. Um, I really enjoyed the brief camera shot from the top of Joe's shelter looking down at him inside the shelter. Did you remember that Remember that shot? I might have missed that myself. It was it was like hanging directly down and pointing directly. You're looking vertically down oh, at right. Joe as, yeah. he was, as he was kind of uh, doing something in town. I thought that was a pretty cool angle and wish we had seen more of that angle. Um... Also, interesting fact that I picked up from the, the subtitles, or the captions on the on the show, that it takes more energy to digest protein than it does for fat. In fact, it takes about 30% of the calories that you consume 
to help you digest the protein and only takes about 3% of the calories to digest the fat. And I guess that's why fat is such an important um, nutritional element out there. If, you, if you're able to get a lot of fat, that means you can keep a lot of the calories instead of having to burn them on digestion. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, for Kylan, I had a couple. Kylan, um, she talked a little bit about her business with her husband, Dave, and the name of their business, Lure of the North, is named after a book. Um, I didn't actually catch the name of the book. I didn't didn't rewind it, but uh, it was had something to do with, had with, with Lure of Something. Uh, it was one of her favorite books, and they named their business after that, so Lure of the North. And then also, I was really impressed in the after show when she revealed that she had set 200 snares. Yeah, wow. It's a large amount. That's a that I, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, where are you? And how, how, long does, how long does it take you to check them? Yeah, I guess that gives you something to do every day, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then my last moment is that Callie reveals that she has uh, two brothers that have died, and yeah. so that I was that was pretty stunning. Um, how tragic is that? And kind of reveals maybe why she's spending so much time thinking about the. The ancestors and those that have gone before. So yeah, it's a it was a very interesting thing she brought up there. Uh, kind of, you know, I don't know, just a lot to think about. And mm. I'm sure that being out there is is kind of uh, therapeutic for her. Yeah, you know, kind of just enjoying her time and yep. And maybe you know, uh, Roland talks a lot to his mom, who had passed, and you know, maybe that's why Roland and Callie. They don't necessarily feel alone out there. Maybe maybe they feel like they've got some people with them watching over their shoulders. So, right. interesting. All right, hey, who do you have for our top achiever of the episode? Some of our listeners may be surprised, maybe not. But my top achiever, Kylan. I got Kylan as my top achiever this week, yeah. Wow, nice. Explain. Yeah. I just feel like she was on her deathbed out there. And then, what do you know, three rabbits. Boom, boom, boom. She's ready to go. I feel like it was just a turnaround point for her. And I don't feel like anyone else really impressed me that much. Do you also factor in there that whole discussion of stoicism and kind of... uh, Yeah, I mean... Stealing herself against her emotions? She's had plenty of opportunities to give up, and she hasn't yet. Mm -hmm. You know, she's been down on her luck a lot this season. So, holy cow, she's top four. Yeah. After the first two episodes, would you have said... No, no way. Top four? She was crying when the moose swam away from her and whatever, how long ago that was. She's, she almost fell in on her, her raft excursion out there when it was 28 degrees out there. I mean, top four. Wow. I mean, consider the other contestants. Who would you say did better than her this week? So I have, as my top achiever, I've got Callie. Okay. I've got Callie because she is just thriving out there. and I, I have her up there because of her whole mindset, the way that she uh, has revealed that she is not longing for home. In fact, she says the longer she stays out there, the sweeter it's going to be to get back to her, her folks, or uh, the, the people that she loves back in, in the, the real world. And so she, her mindset is dialed in, and she is, uh, like I said, she's ready to go deep. Yeah, I kind of just look at it as where do they start the week and where do they end the week, mm-hmm. and I feel like Kylan made the biggest jump. Yeah. So yeah. Hard to dispute that. Yeah. All right, how about your driver of the struggle bus? Struggle bus, Mark and Joe. No surprise there. You just lumped them in together. Yeah. I'd say Joe is definitely doing worse than Mark. Okay. Probably. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I've got I've got Joe as the as the driver of the struggle bus. He had the food, 
But uh, again, things seemed to turn a little bit once he heard those wolves, and he just, you know, decided he wasn't feeling himself, and uh, he was probably not going to make it to 100 days. So why, why endanger himself? So he tapped out. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like to play this hypothetical game, but I feel like if they sent Joe back out there, if he did this on another time, you know, if they had an alone like fan favorite season mm-hmm. or something. I feel like he would do really well. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like he experienced a lot of things that did not work well for him yeah. that he'd be able to change up. You know, his thing about it, if he had established a shelter earlier and he had brought a bow, mm-hmm. I feel like he would have probably gone a, a lot longer Yeah, out there. Yeah, a lot of uh, the discussion boards out there are talking about you know, the desire to see an alone All-Stars season. So you either bring back all of the winners to compete against each other, or you bring back people who who did particularly well, who maybe didn't win, and uh, give them a second chance at it and see how see how it evolves. I think I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, there the, this show has a lot of potential as far as the the rules they could make up and changes to the mm-hmm. show. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. Maybe we should devote a segment to that as our season finale. You know, when we get there, what what could be incorporated into this show to take it to another level? Okay, I like it. I like it. Let's hear your power rankings. Number one, the big bull, Roland. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Callie. Okay. Number three, Amos. And number four, Kylan. Okay. And do you have any justification for that uh, ranking? Yeah, Roland, still big game. Got it ready in that meat crib. Mm-hmm. Uh, Callie just continuing to trend upwards. She's got a lot of a lot of food. She's comfortable, mentality, all the things we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amos and Kylan are kind of a tie for me. Because I feel like we had high hopes for Amos and haven't seen a lot of productivity in terms of, you know, getting those big, big game or, you know, having that food storage that's really going to prepare him to last long. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I kind of see him and Kylan in the same grouping right now. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a good argument. I have the same exact rankings. Uh, Roland still has the most food. Cali, right mindset, and I put that we may have two that go 100 days. If I were to put money on it now, if you were to tell me two two of these folks go 100 days, they'd definitely be rolling in Cali. Yeah. And then uh, Amos, I still think I may have seen a little bit of doubt for the first time with Amos when he, when he kind of uh, talks about being out there 100 days with all these predators. And then Kylan hit the bottom, but she's coming back up. So, like you said, those those bottom two might be interchangeable just because of, of kind of the, the change of direction in each of them. Now, is this obviously the direction of these contestants can change in an instant, in a second, in a, a small decision-making error? But are you steadfast in the belief that, you know, Roland and Callie are, are going to last longer than... Kylan and Endemos. I'll just say that I'll be surprised if they don't. But any, like you said, any small mistake or any bit of misfortune could right. Is, is this like a powerhouse football team playing the the torp of the division that's just going to lose every time? You know, like is this is this that much of a favorite? Can we trust our senses here? Well, I'll go. I'll go back to a commonly used saying uh, regarding matchups like that, and that's like you still have to play the game on any given Sunday. Right. On any given Sunday. You know, miracles happen, and so there are things that can happen out there that really can just turn the apple cart upside down. Because part of me really wants it to be like, okay, there are experts out here, and 
they do well because they're experts and they won't let themselves not do well. You know, it's kind of like the power of of man and woman. You know, mm-hmm. you go out there and how can you will yourself to survive that long? Mm-hmm. You know, or do you just tap out? Like, can nature just overcome you that quickly? You know, it's kind of like a, 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 a human versus nature battle here that I'm really fascinated in. I want mm-hmm. them to succeed. I want our premonitions to be correct. I, right. You know, I don't want them to lose just... Because nature overwhelms them one night, you know? Yeah. And I think um, a big part of the game is the mental fatigue, the mental abuse that you take on this, just missing what you've got back in the in the real world. And I think with Kylan talking about her husband, Dave, so much. Yeah, she's not a, a good sign. How she's a hugger and a hand holder and a kisser. I mean, that's going to that's gonna wear on her. And I think Amos talking about his daughter and wondering if, you know, she's going to, she was just starting to talk when he left. And he was actually wondered out loud in this episode that when I get back, is she going to be having a, a full conversation with me? Right. And so these are things that are pulling seriously at uh, Kylan and, and Amos. And that might be, you know, after another 20 days, who knows? Even Kylan had one of the best quotes we've heard all season is the only time you touch something out here is when you're going to kill it. That's right. And that's, I mean, that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough thing to accept. And it's almost, the less you think, the better in a way, but just about the wrong things. You know, you want to mm-hmm. think consciously and make good decisions out there, but you don't want to think about the stuff that's pulling you back. Right. Right. All right. Hey, did you stay on, on the, the episode long enough to see the preview of next week? No, nope, I actually dozed off okay. in the last waning minutes of the show. So okay. I'm going to need some uh, recap here. Okay. So we've been seeing previews all along throughout the season. That have not yet aired on the show, and they sh- they showed specifically. This is for next week. We finally see that that next week. This is where Callie takes the fall, and she has the the cut on her eye, and okay. she's bleeding. So there's a bit of misfortune, right? Right. That we were talking about. She gets injured. Doesn't look too serious, but you know who knows. And then uh, I think it was Kylan who was uh, kind of trying to venture on the ice to see how thick the ice was. Like she was going to do some ice fishing. And she was kind of tapping it with the stick and, and hoping it was thick enough. So I'm not sure if there's any kind of a potential danger there. And then all of a sudden, Roland with a whole herd of musk ox. He says there's musk ox everywhere. And these are, this is the scene where you see all the musk, musk running ox up the hill. running up the hill. Okay. Yeah. So Roland, again, with an, an abundance of, of riches there. And then there is a scene with Amos and the wolf. And so I know there's been a preview about wolves kind of stalking... Gotcha. We have some epic battles here going on. Next week looks like it's going to be epic. Okay, so a couple things just before we get to any of the show here. Preview for next week. So we have Kylan in the ice. So two things here. Our viewers may have missed this. I forgot this one. I didn't include it in my notes. The viewers may have missed information about fish. And when it gets colder, their metabolism slows down and they're not as active. So it's going to be harder to catch fish the colder it gets. They're just not not biting at that point. And number two, the ice. So far, we've only seen the water. We haven't seen the ice on the water. So we may see a big jump in time um, this next episode, maybe. Yeah. There are also a couple of other previews, not not in this episode, but you've seen teasers for the show where there is somebody. You can't tell who it is because they're all dressed up in a parka, but ha- using an axe to hack through the ice. I'm now thinking that that's Kylan. She's going to do some yep. ice fishing. Yep. And then you also see somebody pulling a, a big fish out of, out of that ice hole. 
and you know screaming as it comes out, screaming in surprise, and that, I, that's got to be Kylan. So yeah, I think I'm predicting she catches at least one fish out there. Holy smokes, rolling in the musk ox herd. What is going on? He's gonna he's gonna be riding one of those things. Shooting the other ones with his bow. Is that your bull prediction? He's going to no, tame one of those things? He will not domesticate an ox. Okay. All right. What's your bull prediction for next week? Uh, bold prediction for next week. I've been... I'm one for two now. My one last week was off. Uh, bold prediction. I have two. Okay. Nobody's tapping out. Okay. Nobody tapping out. Uh, episode... Nine, right? Okay. Nobody's tapping out. I think we still have four at the end of next week episode. And I'm going to go ahead and say, this is a bold prediction itself, based off what you said. I think Roland lands another arrow. I'm not going to say whether he kills a musk ox or not, or this and that, but I think he lands another arrow in a musk ox. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested to see. This is not my prediction, but I'm interested to see what Roland's been doing over those five days. We're going to come back and. And see some major improvement in his major improvement. There can't be major improvement. He he is solid. I don't know what else he could do. Yeah, what but what's he been doing during these five days? He probably hasn't left Rock House. No need. He doesn't need to. He's got his meat crib. Makes us walk ten yards to the meat crib. Come uh-huh. back, make a steak. Yeah, lay on his nice. bed. Nice. All right. Hey, my bull prediction is that Kylan is going to last longer than a most. And if you would have said this this was going to be my prediction three weeks ago. I would have said you were crazy. You were so big on Amos earlier was, this year. Solid. You were huge on him. And he's he's a great competitor, great contestant out there, but I think he's going to tap out next episode because of the Wolves. Wow. So. Man, that's kind of scary. The Wolves? I'm just thinking about Amos being in there alone in that shelter with a pack of Wolves around. Yeah, can you envision yourself being, being surrounded by a pack of Wolves? That's, no, I'd try to call. I'd you, stick you, my hand through the roof of my shelter and try and call... <laughs> The tap out from there, I'd be done. There's no way. Wolves are big. They're huge. Well, it w- one wolf would be scary. Uh-huh. It would kill you. Yeah. One wolf would. Yeah. So he doesn't have a firearm out there. He got a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. That thing is still gonna come after you. It's got a bunny buster. It's got a bunny buster. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it's time to wrap things up for this episode. We only got through day 44, and we've got three episodes left. So either everyone taps out pretty soon, which I don't think is the case, or we're going to get down to the final one or two, and they're just going to flip through the remaining days in short order. What do you think? Yeah, I they got a, they got a lot of ground to cover. So, I mean... I, I just randomly, I know, random thought here, non sequitur, but I was thinking, what if a most built a treehouse? You know, what if these wolves become an issue where he takes to the uh, the aerial takes to action? The yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But okay. I'm interested. I'm just really excited to see what's going to happen here yeah. because it, we went from 10 contestants to four people that I feel like are my best friends right now that I watch every week. Uh-huh. And I'm excited to see how this plays out because this is real. This is real life, real nature. This is... This is survival at its purest form, so I'm pumped. Yep, can't wait for Thursday. All right, um, Doc and Jukebox are pushing the button and tapping out for now. Jukebox, take us out. All right, folks. We're born alone, we live alone, we die alone. Orson Welles. All right, till next week. Mm-hmm.